So as we go into the Gospel of John, chapter 8, there's a... Uh, Scripture talks about the religious leaders had brought a woman caught in adultery before Jesus to be judged. Now, she did commit the sin, but the whole thing was a setup, as we well know, because the Bible tells us that they were caught, they were found out, but she was the only one brought before Jesus to be tested, not the other person. And it's interesting what Jesus does in that moment. He doesn't condemn her, he doesn't chastise her, but rather... He looks at the religious leaders for accusers. And Jesus simply writes, starts writing in the sand. In essence, what Jesus does is he draws a line in the sand. Now, we've heard that expression before about drawing a line in the sand that, you know, here's the line, and are you going to cross over it, or are you going to stay within the boundary? And we listen, or we, we think about Jesus as we remember him this morning, and we realize that Jesus drew a lot of lines in the sand. He said that he is the only way to salvation. He said that we have to die in order to live. We have to submit or surrender to be victorious. We have to follow his way, and that's the only way. Jesus drew a lot of lines in the sand. But as we think about this section in John chapter 8, the interesting thing is as Jesus in essence drew this line in the sand with the religious leaders, what happened to them? As they saw whatever he wrote, as he threw that line in the sand, they realized that they were just as guilty or more guilty than that woman. And the Bible tells us that one by one, starting with the oldest, going to the youngest, they left. And Jesus looks at the woman and says, woman, where are your accusers? And she kind of looks and says, nowhere. And he says, I accuse you neither. Go and sin." As we come to communion this morning, we remember that Jesus does draw those lines in, those, in the sand, those, those property lines, those boundaries for us. And we need to stay within it. It's a place of safekeeping. It's a place of hope. It's a place of security. It's not a place of being limited, as we talked about last week. Uh, Dr. James Dobson gives us a great illustration of the importance of boundaries in our lives. He writes this in one of his books. He says, children have a great need to know where the behavioral boundaries are and who has the courage to enforce them. Now that's interesting because what does everybody always cry out for? I want more freedom. I want to be able to do whatever I want, right? I don't want boundaries. Well, he writes that years ago, during the early days of the progressive education movement, a very enthusiastic theorist decided to take down the chain link fence that surrounded the nursery schoolyard. His thoughts were that the children would feel more freedom of movement with the visible barriers gone. The interesting thing is that when the fence was removed, the boys and girls huddled in the center of the playground and would not go out. Not only did they not wander away or explore their, their new surroundings, they didn't venture around because they were afraid. You see, when they went out to that nursery school ground and the fences were down, there were no defined boundaries. There was no safe area. So instead of having more freedom, they were afraid. The question as we come to communion is this. Have you stepped out of Jesus' boundaries? Have you crossed the line? The good news is, if you have, today is the great day to come back. 
that Jesus accepts us when we come back and we cross the line back onto his side of things. So this morning, I encourage you, if you've crossed the line, the boundaries of what God has called you to do, to in your heart, in your mind, seek the Lord and his forgiveness, confess that before Christ, and ask him to fill you once again with the Holy Spirit, to be restored into his presence. In Matthew 26, verses 26 to 28, we read this, as Jesus is with the disciples. It says, And while they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take and eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave to them, saying, Drink from it all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's drink. Lord Jesus, we know that we read in your word that in essence you drew a line of sand in many areas of our lives. And Lord, as we talk about guardrails, that's the thing we're focusing on. About coming back to your boundaries of understanding why those fences are there, those property lines that you give us, that they're actually good for us and not against us, that the reason you put those lines there for us is to keep us safe, that we would know the security of your presence, kind of like the security of being safe in our own home, in our own yard. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us this morning. Lord, that you would encourage us and build us up, that you would cleanse us of all sin, that you would set our minds right, that our mindset would be upon you. That just as in the video we watched this morning, we would be a light unto the world, a light that shines in the darkness, a pillar of hope, of faith, of encouragement, that we would be the messengers, the ambassadors, who bring the good news, your gospel message, to a hurting world. Lord, in all this, we pray that you would be glorified, that we would seek your presence and surrender more and more into your likeness. In Jesus' name.